0: What's up? I'm Paul. I play drums for the Wise Man's Fear, and you're watching Metal On
1: Loud. Hi, I'm Thomas. I play bass for the Wise Man's Fear, and uh, you're watching Metal On Loud.
2: Thank you guys for joining the podcast. How are things in your world?
0: Thanks for having us, man. Uh, things are pretty good, honestly. Um, our world's slowly returning to normal here in the US. We're uh, getting the vaccine spread wide and far. So, yeah, it's looking up, I guess.
2: <laughs> I just had my second shot today, so...
0: Uh, hey, I'm congrats.
2: All set nice. for, the, for the festival season. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You guys uh, just left the studio, correct?
0: That's right. We got back uh, really late at night on the 14th. So, um, yeah, we kind of staggered. It was our clean list, Tyler and I, were the last two there. Uh, but it was kind of a revolving door of people hopping in and out for two weeks, which was a really crazy, uh, awesome experience.
2: Mm-hmm. So how did uh, the recording go? It's uh, for your fourth studio album, correct?
0: Yes sir. Yeah, it I loved it man. It was awesome. Um we're all super duper happy about the songs. They came out absolutely amazing. Uh Tom, you want to share
1: your experience or any of that? Yeah, man. It was uh it was great. I just I don't know. It's kind of tough cuz it feels like every single time we leave a studio session, um we always feel super confident and we always feel like oh, this is definitely the best material we've ever written, but like we always like definitely believe that. And uh, I think that is still definitely the case with this new stuff. I feel I feel super confident with it.
2: Definitely. Uh, will it be anything in line with your uh, previous three albums or is it something completely new?
0: Uh, it's something completely new, but it's like kind of bridged together in a way. So we're kind of using this album to expand the universe that we've been building up. Uh, In fact, the single that we put out at the beginning of the month, uh, that song is kind of a depiction of some characters like flying through a wormhole, sort of some weird stuff, but basically um, bridging over into a little bit of a multiverse feel. So the the benefit that we've been trying to achieve from that is writing this new record in a completely different setting and different time periods, sort of different cast of characters. Um, and getting to play around with some new styles and new techniques uh, as a result of that.
2: Will this uh, once again be something like your previous work uh, going uh, in the direction of a trilogy, or is this more of a standalone album?
0: We haven't super decided on that yet. The angle that we're going for right now is more anthology style. A a big inspiration that we've been drawing from for this new stuff has been like Lovecraft stories and like even even Dragonlance and some of the more anthological fantasy material, um, I'm, I'm kind of getting a kick out of the idea of doing, you know, maybe an EP about like this world or this character and then another album about a different character or, you know, unrelated stuff that's tied together purely by uh, the universe building and, um, you know, less following... A same character or group of characters for three records. So we'll see. There might be, there might end up being some sort of uh, sequel, prequel setup. But as of right now, we're just kind of having fun with it and uh, seeing where it takes us.
2: It's one of the, the reasons that I absolutely wanted to uh, talk to you guys because I'm an author myself, so I love story developments. <laughs>
0: That's yeah. awesome, man. I didn't realize that. So that's really cool.
2: Yeah. And you're uh, named after one of my favorite books. I've got it uh, in the stack behind me here. So, uh, Very
0: nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my all-time favorites for sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, is that something you do as well, uh, write novels, or is it just uh, the music and you put all your creative energy into that? Yeah.
0: Um, I I was a creative writing minor in college, so I've done a little bit of like tinkering around with short stories. And at, a, at during college, I was trying to write a novel and I'd never devoted enough time to it. So it's still a draft kicking around somewhere. But um, in the long term, I would really like to, you know, get serious about novel writing. And in, in fact, like turn some of the uh, records that we have done into novellas or short stories or something mm-hmm. um, and try to flesh that out because it's a... Very different challenge, as I'm sure you know. Writing, um, <laughs> you know, novel material or long form written format versus lyrics, where you get a little bit of ambiguity you can hide behind. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, you can always go uh, the anthology routes and do short stories and put them together into a bigger work.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's that's kind of the hope. Is um, it's it's great for that purpose. It's also great for just a creative empowerment perspective because, you know, we we loved the trilogy that we did previously, but we sort of got the feeling if we stayed there any longer, it would get stale or um, we were worried that the storyline wouldn't be as fresh. And yeah, we just wanted to like have as much fun with it as possible. And for us, that feels like an anthology, you know.
2: One of the things that uh, really struck me uh, uh, with the new song is that it uh, sounds more sci-fi than fantasy. I I'm glad that? you
0: yeah good that's awesome I'm glad you liked it and I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that like little tonal shift like we you know we always want to stay true to our core sound and uh not become one of those bands that drifts super far away from where they started not that there's anything inherently wrong with that but just from a listener's perspective I feel like I enjoy it when bands kind of um pay homage to what got the fans into their music and um you know, just like double down and refine their sound rather than jumping around too awful much at times like this. So, yeah, we wanted to do something new, something a little experimental, but also keep it, you know, under the umbrella of the stuff that we generally want to sound like.
2: Yeah, How would you describe your sound for people who haven't listened to the band yet? Um, I heard it called um, Fantasy Core. Um, it's Metal Core, of course. But how would right. you describe the sound itself?
0: Yeah, fantasy core is fantasy core is the term that we use to describe the sound. Oh, Tom's coming back. Um, it's basically just shorthand for fantasy-themed metalcore. So, like you said, it's it's metalcore music, but um, we we focus on the story writing component and uh, like character building, world building, and all that stuff in a way that you know is sort of typical of high fantasy stuff. Uh, and then also sonically, we try to work it in just in the little bells and whistles production elements, Mm -hmm. the odd pan flute or didgeridoo that sneaks its way into a song. Um, That kind of stuff is useful to rope in the sonic elements into the lyricism and the storytelling as well.
2: I would really like to uh, uh, see these characters, these worlds you've created, uh, and project it onto something bigger, like, for instance, a book or uh, a movie series, web series, whatever. Have you ever considered doing that with these characters?
0: Yeah, that's something we talk about a lot internally and we get messages a lot about. But um ultimately, we we, <laughs> we would need a pretty big budget if we were going to do something grand like that. Although, hopefully, I mean, one day it'd be really cool. Something we've thrown around was the idea of like a graphic novel or something. That's a little more achievable than a movie, but still something that you don't see come out of a lot of bands. Um Yeah, I know. I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like... Uh, the artist Lights or Coheed and Cambria, but there are a couple of bands out there that have done, you know, like comic book adaptations mm. of their stories, and I always find that stuff super interesting. It contributes a lot to the music that they're creating when there's this mm. like fully fleshed out thought process behind it all.
2: Do you know the the German band Fernkanto? That's an a cappella metal band. Acapella meta
0: base I thought uh, I thought Highlong was the only one like that.
2: <laughs> they were our uh, first guest on the podcast uh, uh, when we, we started it, and yeah. um, uh, they did this album that uh, they uh, did in cooperation with uh, a writer who wrote a book, and they wrote the lyrics and the story, and together they paint one big picture.
0: Uh, That's super awesome. I, I know I've never heard of them, but that sounds like an amazing yeah, idea. Yeah, cool.
2: You should ch- check it out. Uh, I think you'll uh, you'll like the idea.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, it's funny because something that we talk about as a band a lot is it's like, it's almost silly how many bands don't do stuff like that. Um, like, yeah, yeah. I think especially in metalcore and in a lot of the heavier music, you get, uh, you know, music about heartbreak or anger or whatever. But there's like four, four kinds of songs that you hear over and over and over again. And it's not bad, but it's... Uh, you know, it's a really cool platform to be able to do storytelling. And I think a lot of people don't uh, see the potential there.
2: Well, uh, most of the music that's out there is uh, uh, supported by a single beat. So, yeah. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's not much uh, diversity. uh, Yeah. How's your year gonna look? Uh, Do you have any uh, shows planned or uh, tours?
0: nothing planned out at the moment um we want to get back into shows we just want to be really smart with how we do it it's it's going to be really difficult to plan tours for a little while just because of how booked everything is with all the live shows coming back so you know ideally we'd like to start playing some festivals or like smaller one-off day things but realistically right now we're just focused completely on roll out for the record so mm-hmm. getting music videos shot um, we're going back in September for a weekend to do revisions and, uh, talk to our producer, just get everything buttoned up. So the way our release strategy for this album is going to be a little more and in, more intensive on our end this time around. Uh, there's a lot of sort of, um, I guess like Easter egg elements going on. So the general format for the record is going to be kind of a globetrotter, uh, mystery puzzler that the main character is going on and solving so we're trying to create this whole web of visual and audio um like a whole spectrum for people to follow along with and pick up on clues and become part of the adventure and make it really immersive so that's going to take a (laughs) a bunch of focus on our part (laughs) so that's what we've been worried about
1: in general like our entire like our entire schedule has kind of been really coincidental in terms of like the way it uh it worked with the pandemic like we had this our last album like totally ready and we were super stoked to start making pushes for that um and then like as soon as we finally got everything lined up to get ready to drop the album that's when we went into like hardcore lockdown mode and we were like well we i mean we can't pull the plug on the album we've already been like sitting on this for so long um and then out by the time we realized that we were going to be done with this new album that's when it seemed like everything started getting back to normal but we still had work that we were like going in to do on this new album so it's like it kind of sucks in the sense that like we didn't have a whole lot of like free time to try to put together like shows or tours and things like that but on the other hand like we've got we got new content to put out now like sooner than we would have so mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Do you feel your uh, uh, previous album uh, didn't get all the attention it deserved because of the, uh, the pandemic?
0: I wouldn't say that. I actually think it, like, we viewed it as a net positive releasing at the onset of the pandemic. I think if we had put it out two months after when we did, it wouldn't have been the same story. But it was released late in May. So in in the US at least, people were still in hard lockdown and there was stimulus money coming in. So I think the net result was a lot of people were just like looking for content on the internet and sitting at home online shopping or browsing, watching music videos and everything. So mm-hmm. from a from a you know spreading the word from a standpoint of exposure, it was actually a kind of good time to release. It's just the bummer was no support touring. So you know you you win in some regard and then there are other Facets that you lose
2: out. But. Yeah, I think that's a problem uh, many artists uh, have been facing uh, the last uh, year and a half. Uh, I talked to uh, uh, Andreas Kisser from Sepultura the other week, and they had the exact same. The album got released, and uh, within a month, uh, COVID break broke out. <laughs> yeah, so, no tour. <laughs> that's so, that's yeah. so crushing,
0: man. That's that's tough. <laughs>
2: yeah. But what they did was uh, they started up um, uh, a podcast online and they did live shows on the podcast, which is also,
0: yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we have a handful of friends who have done that, like the live sets with all the multiple camera angles and everything. Mm -hmm. That's been a really cool sort of new avenue that it could, like the technology was obviously there the whole time, but there was never a push to make that uh, sort of media really at the forefront of people's minds so kind of a silver lining on like a terrible year you know <laughs> yeah.
2: well, i can imagine you just picking up a guitar and start doing a zoom uh, jam here but <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the technology is uh, great
0: at the moment yeah yeah it's awesome and even like from a writing standpoint we've been able to we all have home recording setups so the demoing for this album was actually you know pretty um like fluid and quick where where people would write the foundation for songs, send it somewhere else, you know, someone who would tweak the drums or guitar and add like vocal demos. So we were actually more prepared for this most recent studio session than, um, you know, we felt like in the past for a lot of them. It's kind of a Mm -hmm. strange byproduct.
2: Have you ever tried uh, doing a rehearsal this way?
0: No, we haven't. Uh, It's the problem with, The virtual rehearsals, this lag becomes a huge issue. Even with the in ear monitor selections that bands will make, like, you know, we still stay away from Bluetooth stuff because there's like a 10 millisecond lag or something like that. So, uh, especially for a genre like what we play in, where a lot of it relies on syncopation and really punchy attack, it becomes pretty sloppy pretty quickly. So, it's just sort of been (laughs) (laughs) like rehearse on your own status for a while.
2: I think uh, I'm not a musician enough for that. I'm just lyricist, writer, and I'm deaf from all the metal I listen to, so...
0: (laughs) Uh, you got your hands full with just those, man. That's um, a cool path. Plenty to do. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
2: What's uh, the timeline going to be for the the album release? Uh, Do you have any uh, idea of when we can listen to the new material?
0: Not exactly. Like, this is something we've still been discussing internally. Like, we, I guess, Thomas, you can talk about some of the merch you've been designing that will, that's probably like the newest new stuff that we'll be releasing
1: in the future. Um, yeah. No, I've just been uh, trying my hand at uh, some new merch designs. I think for this album rollout, we want to try to be a little more on top of uh, like the merch aspect of it. Um, we've definitely always had like merch available in the past. Um, but I feel like looking at a lot of bands recently, um, it's it's become more of like a it, it's more of a staple than it used to be. It feels like like it's not just like oh hey we've got a couple merch designs like a couple pieces of merch at our table in the back if you want to buy a shirt after the show. It's like it is like very integral into like the whole thing. Like it's it's super important to have like a a wide array of merch and like something that appeals to anybody who could possibly want it. And that's become like increasingly apparent to us. Especially like over the pandemic, it's like we're not going to play shows and like making any sort of income from like like guarantees at shows. So like that's definitely something that we need to step up our game on. So probably like new merch designs with like each single drop or something of that nature in the future. So that'll be fun to try to try to, I don't know, um, try to roll out. We've never done something like that or that intensive in the past.
2: That right. Sounds like a good plan.
0: <laughs> yeah, as far as the music's concerned, we're kind of um, we're waiting to start releasing things until we have a couple music videos shot and edited, just because that can be a really arduous process. It can take a long, a lot longer than expected. So um, we've kind of learned our lesson to like wait to announce <laughs> a release date until we have like the final video on our hard drive, but. Um, you know, hopefully sooner than later, like in the next couple months, we're trying to get the ball rolling on getting at least the first music video shot and then we'll at least get to start the domino effect of releasing singles and whatnot.
2: I really liked uh, the video for uh, Through Inferno. It, uh, it looked really slick, really
0: polished. Thank you, man. Ah. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, uh, I <laughs> did that on my uh, desktop here at home and... It was running so hot. I was worried it was gonna fry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was,
1: computer sent to do that. It. was an interesting <laughs> experience trying to get like all of the shots together for that too. Because like at that point, um, when we were all going into Paul's place to uh to get our individual shots, a couple of us were still in like hardcore lockdown mode. So like those shots I don't know, Paul, how long do you think like it took to get everybody's shots for that? Because it was pretty spread out.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was like a person a week, maybe. So you know, like it—it it was so funny because it would take a week of waiting, and then somebody would come in, and I would set the camera on a tripod. We'd shoot their green screen shots in the basement for ten minutes, maybe like three playthroughs of the song, and then they'd be done. And then it would be a whole another week, and then somebody would come in, and it was slow going, but also like super short film times. Um, also, Thomas, wasn't that like close to when you got? COVID. I feel like that was around, like we kind of had to <laughs> dance around. Probably right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It might've been just before then, but yeah, it was, it was tricky to shoot it all without being able to have multiple people in the area. Yeah. But I'm happy with how it came out. It, you know, I was glad we didn't end up having to do one of those like uh, zoom music videos that a bunch of bands did Yeah, um, <laughs> just because, they're fine, but it, you know, after you see like two of them, it's like, okay, I get, I get what's happening. It
1: yeah.
0: sort of starts yeah, to be it the took same. Took us
1: six weeks of filming and what, probably like an hour of footage in total. Yeah,
0: <laughs> right, including all <laughs> yeah. angles of everybody.
2: Yeah. Uh, usually, it takes more time to do the B roll anyway. So, that's yeah. uh. true. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a reason that you uh, released this uh, track, True Inferno, separate from the upcoming album, as an in between
0: Yeah, I mean, so this track is not actually going to be included on the upcoming album. It's just its own standalone deal. And, you know, we wanted to use the song as a segue from, you know, something to bridge our old material, demonstrate to people a new direction, uh, Mm -hmm. but also there's a bit of a story tie-in with that song that helps explain like the new setting and um, bridges that gap a little bit so yeah ultimately you know we wanted we wanted to put that song out uh, as quickly as possible just so that people weren't waiting for forever for new stuff but it also made sense to include it just or to do it as a solo release because there wasn't really a spot for it on the record either like it it didn't fit into uh, the energy flow of the album, so um, yeah, it just it made sense and it became the perfect quarantine uh, activity to shoot and edit that video.
2: I think you made uh, many fans uh, happy with it because it's it's a great song. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. I really like the mythology uh, and the, the lyrics as well. Uh, I'm looking at them right now. Uh, I'm a lyrics guy myself, so.
0: Uh, nice, few and far between. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where did the, uh, the ideas for this song come from?
0: Um, it is inspired by a lot of like cosmic horror stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been steadily reading through all of Lovecraft's stories, and I'm still probably only like halfway through, but it's a lot of really uh, chilling tellings of these stories that are super... I don't know, just wild out there ideas that, especially at the time, were not being portrayed in any media format. And um, yeah, we wanted to do an arc that was like really wild and opened the door to a lot of stuff. So, you know, we, mm-hmm. uh, it, it kind of borrows from like The Magician's Nephew by uh, C.S. Lewis in certain ways. And then also, um, yeah, a lot of mythology and sort of like Elder God sort of uh stories so yeah it's kind of a lot of inspiration pulled from a lot of different places but all of it pointing toward you know where we want to go and how we Mm -hmm. get to the new record and future releases
2: one of the first uh, obvious links that one would make is uh, Dante's Inferno but it's not about that at all
0: (laughs) it is not about that yeah um yeah it's it's Funny enough, there's like uh, there's a children's toy like Bionicle, which I'm not sure how familiar you are, but like I, I read a whole bunch of mythologies leading into this, and that was one that I was, you know, when you're growing up as a kid and you see the toys, it's like oh that's cool. But then I went back and read the Wikipedia lore about it, and I was like oh my gosh, there's like so much material that's like actually really brilliantly done here. So literally just like all over the place, um, but. Yeah, basically, it all dials back to a guy flying through a wormhole, sort of a whistleblower going through a wormhole to spread spread the secret he discovered.
2: I cannot wait to uh, to see more of this uh, new world you're unveiling soon. And uh, I'm really curious uh, what it's going to do with your sound.
0: Yeah, oh man, I, I can't wait for you to hear the new record, just purely from a diversity standpoint, like this... The new songs that we've done are all over the place in the best way like we we kind of made it our goal to um you know make a starting point like a certain culture or a certain time period a setting and then soundscape a song backwards from that mm-hmm. point so sort of reverse engineering based on different settings and the full thing came out just so cool it's yeah, yeah it's by far my That's favorite one thing
2: make sure that. uh Okay, no that's correct.
1: okay i was just gonna say like that's one thing that i've loved about this album process because like every album leading up to this like in our last trilogy it was all like very medieval themed and like we still had a lot to work with there in terms of like um soundscapes and working um working instruments into the music that are kind of non-conventional but uh when you when we switched up from like kind of medieval themed stuff to like space and time it's like that opens so many doors for like endless possibilities like you can incorporate like any sort of sounds or instruments and find a way that it could link in with the story and that's been a lot of fun to try to do
2: Mm -hmm. once you start uh working with wormholes and alternate realities there are endless possibilities when it comes to writing Seriously. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, kind of why we landed on an anthology approach for new stuff. Is it's like, it's too much fun. Like, it, you know, I want to jump around here and there. And we all have like these crazy ideas about different settings and now it's all mm-hmm. accessible.
2: Uh, plus the v- new video uh, really looks like a bit of virtual reality.
0: So Yeah, yeah. That was kind of the goal is, um, you know, represented in this sort of weird... Uh, distorted reality so that it feels like kind of real but kind of surreal
2: interesting stuff guys do you have any uh, words for your viewers out there the fans and our uh, community
0: just thanks for listening Randy thanks for having us on man Mm -hmm. Um, yeah we've been really really appreciative of the feedback on the new single from everybody so yeah we hope to have new stuff sooner than later
2: Once you do have it, uh, don't forget to uh, send a copy our way and uh, we'll probably talk again.
0: (laughs) Looking forward to it, man. Absolutely.
2: Awesome. Thanks for coming on and metal all out.
0: Metal all (laughs)
1: out.